This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I hate to be the bearer of bad news on a Saturday afternoon, but a 95th minute goal for Oldham puts Mansfield Town in the Skybet League 2 relegation zone. The Stags slip to an appalling 3-1 defeat at home to Bradford City in what was a comedy of errors started by goalkeeper Marek Steck after just eight minutes. Ironically, our perhaps votes for man of the match also saw a red card on his debut. Can things get any worse? Do things need to change? To be honest, I'm running out of words, so I'm just going to let the theme tune do the talking. As always, this is the show for you to have your say on your team. Get involved in the comments now. This is the Cooldown Post-Match Reaction Show. Mansfield Town 1, Bradford City 3. Saturday afternoons haven't been the same since coronavirus hit, but I can only imagine how toxic the One Call Stadium would be at full time today after that absolute woeful display from the Stags, where essentially Bradford City are the metaphorical hot knife to our melting butter. A comedy of errors sees the Stags slip to a 3-1 defeat. We changed it up at half-time and went 4-4-2. And for a second, I felt like we could get back in the game. And then Bradford scored a third. Joining me online, as always, are Cam Felton and Nathan Edge, who've had a little bit of time to call off. You guys in the comments are already getting your comments, and I don't even need to tell you to do so, because they are flooding in. Nathan Edge, I'll come to you first, because I feel like you're the, the voice of... Relative reason, the probably the one which won't swear out of the two of you. How on earth do you describe that absolute? Well, the only way you can describe it is using that that bell, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like you said in the intro. I'm sort of running out, running out of words. Uh, I always try and be the voice of reason. And uh, just a few days ago, I was sat here saying, um, <sighs> "Give it time," you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, it's still early days, etc. But that performance, well, to put it in the nicest way possible, wasn't good. No, it really wasn't. Cam Felton, uh, you, uh, it got that badge, you went for the alcohol. <laughs> no, Cam's, Cam's clearly clearly not got his microphone on. Oh, sorry. Th- thank Apologies. you. That does help. I mean, to be honest, it was probably better before, but go on. Uh-huh. Oh, honestly, I'm just keep getting... Because it's football university, football lads, all that, honestly, it's just I've just been getting rinsed by the lads, so I just thought, you know what... Watching games, just moaning, and shot of Sambuca makes it a bit more bearable. Takes the edge off a little bit, doesn't it? Right, you get that down, you whilst I go to some of the comments, and uh, as they are flooding in, I imagine they'll all be uh, very, very similar. Uh, Remember, though, uh, that the views expressed in this broadcast are solely those of the individuals. Kevin has kicked us off uh, tonight by saying he got to go. Mark says, it's embarrassing. Stephen says, stole my words, Kevin. Uh, Mark says, got to go. The table tells the story. In case you missed it, by the way, the Stags in the relegation zone after a 95th minute winner uh, for Oldham at Bolton uh, sends the Stags into the relegation zone for what I believe is the first time since we uh, came back into the Football League as well. I mean, do correct me if I'm wrong, but I certainly can't remember us being this low down um, in the uh, table. Uh, Eddie says, correction, not in the relegation zone, just saying. I will check that, however... uh, We definitely are. Well, I think we definitely are are as well after Oldham's uh, last-minute winner. Uh, The latest BBC table, as I uh, refresh the feed, uh, does indeed put Mansfield in 23rd, uh, albeit on goal difference. uh, Barrow on minus three, uh, the Stags on minus four. So we are, as it stands, in uh, the relegation zone. Uh, Keep your comments um, coming in. Uh, Clive says, should resign becoming a joke? Um, Jamie says, can I please cry? It was bloody awful. There isn't any positives to take out of the game at all. Something really needs to change. Yes, you can cry, Jamie. Please uh, feel free to do so. Uh, I was crying with laughter at how uh, much of the comedy of errors as uh, we're, we're coming in. Danny says, uh, taxi for Cochrane, surely absolutely shocking today. Hope you boys aren't going to defend him. I don't think there's a lot to defend, um, to be honest. Paul says, time for GC to go. Um, Stuart says shocking display uh, should all be fined in, and in training tomorrow um, Clive says one decent performer and he got red carded correct um, Stuart says no fight no desire no idea no creativity no points and no bloody sign of it imp- uh, improving uh, Danny says our only uh, chance this season if we keep him is if two teams go bust or Covid wipes the season again Um uh, Clive says, could Cam pop down to David Flickcroft's calf? Um, yes. um, Roy says, unfortunately, I think John will stick by him. For me, that's the wrong decision. Don't wait like last time, please. We, we're dying. Our progression in the last seven years uh, is now two places. Uh, Wayne says, there's no improvement whatsoever. Um, another Wayne says, want my money back. Um, uh, Ethan says, I feel sorry for the Radfords. Um, uh, I'm trying to scroll through all of these um, comments there's lots of them coming in so do bear with me Uh, your dad Cam says bring back Flickcroft at least we look like winning then and don't drink too much Cam you're a lightweight Um, 
agree. Uh, Ian says, where do we go from here? Uh, firing hiring managers is costing money, which isn't good considering how things are with the pandemic. Also a good sensible point. Um, keep your comments um, coming in on that. Let us know your thoughts on today's game. Were there any positives to take out of it? What does need to change other than uh, the obvious managerial one? Um, as well, let's talk about that, Nath. I mean, I, I had a little bit of a look at the stats. I'll be honest, at some at one point in the game, I, I stopped watching it because it got that bad, and Bradford were just knocking the ball about. It was just it was boring. Um, so I had a little look on on the website, and I had a little look at um, some uh, statistics for us. Four home league wins in the last twenty one home league games under two different managers, going back to the start of the last season. Yeah, you can't pin that on one manager, but it, it just as a whole, things seem to be going on a, on a very, very backward step, don't they? It's an unbelievable statistic, really, when you when you consider that for a few seasons we've been promotion favourites. You know that you know one that's expectations from you know the the, the betting companies etc. You know that's where they put us, but also expectations from fans. Uh, expectations from everybody basically because we have put um, a lot of money into the squad so um, I think when you even if you were one of the teams down the down the bottom that like you, you know, even Morecambe the likes of Morecambe etc you'd think that's pretty poor for for them on their shoestring of a budget obviously they're doing flying high this, this season but on a normal season that that would be quite poor for them but for us that is um you know, I knew it was bad, but I didn't actually really realise it was it was that bad. But you know, when you do think about it, I mean, um, I was thinking about it this morning. The last home game I remember attending that was a win was actually Bradford. But anything past that, I actually can't really remember Newport. the last win. Newport so, was the last home win. I did think this had come up, so it was uh, February our last home win against Newport, a one 0 win. I feel like I wasn't there for that, so I'm just being probably. I was out, out, but there's not many. To, uh, to to choose from is it at the moment? So, um, but like one of the comments, I I I do feel for the Radfords as well because I mean we talk about managerial changes and I mean that he was some people criticised uh, the Radfords and the board when John Daphne come in for taking the cheap option. Now with Cochran, they didn't do that. They took him from another club. We've obviously paid money for him. Uh, we put faith in him. We've, we've rebuilt the squad. Uh, you know, he's had two transfer windows to do that, and they've given him the backing that a manager needs. Now, it's just really hard because of the situation that we're in with the pandemic, etc. Obviously, money's not coming in like it usually would be. Uh, yeah. It's just a really, I wouldn't want to be in their position because I know they've got the club at heart, but what a difficult position it is to be because. Uh, we don't. I know it's early days. And I'd like to say we could turn it around, but at the moment, it looks like we are really, really heading to a relegation battle, and that could be disastrous. Yeah, it does. And uh, what Nathan says there, Cam, is absolutely spot on. And it, it's not just you know for the fact of, of the finances. Like he said, there's no crowds at the minute. We have no idea um, when they could come back. You know, we could spend hours talking about that on on its own. Um, so income is is, is very very. Um, difficult to, to come around you've got to manage budgets and things like that um but again on the other hand you know you, you can't suffer this form you can't give a manager the, the backing which they have done 
um, only to see us take one hell of a backward step. In fact, it's not it's not just a backward step, is it? We, we've absolutely been flung backwards like we're on one of those bungee rope things. And it, it's it's very disappointing to see, especially when you've got a manager saying a couple of weeks ago, you know, we need to go back to basics. And if we go back to basics, we'll, we'll be all right. He went back to basics at 2-0 down at half time. If he knew we had to go back to basics and start building, why on earth did we not start in a 4-4-2? Because the only positive, other than George Lapsley, I can take out of today's game cam, is the fact that at 2-0 down at the start of the second half, for 10 minutes, we played some really, really good on-the-floor football, which we perhaps should have got a goal. If Andy Cook's um, shot goes in, we're back in the game at 2-1. It's a different game completely. Why on earth did he not just go back to the basics at the start of the bloody game? Exactly, and I think uh, a comment from Ethan just saying in the comments, uh, why is Cook not starting over Bowery? I don't know. Your guess is as good as ours. Yeah, he showed it, didn't he, when he came on? the same things, yeah. We, we want to go back to basics, but we're just going to keep playing the same players in the same style and then change it when it's too late. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And it, it is not good enough, and I think... As much as we've been saying, yes, we need to give him time, build and build and build, how can we build? It's six games in. We've not won since... We've not won a home game since February. We don't look like winning a game. No, that's the worrying thing. We we genuinely don't look like winning a game. And yes, it maybe if Bowery takes his chance early on in the game, it's maybe a little bit different, but then it's the same stupid, costly mistakes. Uh, Steck at the back... It, no one around him. What's going uh, on? I'll, I'm going to recreate what Steck did now with my Sammy the Stag Teddy. You ready? You ready for this? Ball comes in. Oh, oh no, it's in. Yeah, it, it's just absolutely I'm, miles I, away. I, and I, I messaged, I messaged the boys in our group chat. I was like, "Has it been raining in Mansfield? Because it's not been raining here today." And it's like, just nobody knew how to stand up. It just everyone kept falling over and slipping and Steck even trying to recover from making the mistake just slipped and it's just oh, it's just it's honestly like watching pantomime it, re- it really is oh no it isn't uh-huh. there we go uh, keep your comments uh, coming in lots of them flooding in as you would expect I think this is one of the most uh, viewed live videos we've had so far this season which says it all you you guys really do uh, want to make your opinions heard and this is exactly uh, why we are here um, Pedro says uh, not paying for any more matches unless they reach mid table if they played okay but I lost I could cope but they are embarrassing to watch um, Danny says do you boys still have Cox's or Murray's phone number yes uh, is the answer to that. Um, uh, as you said, Cam, earlier, Ethan said, why is Cook not starting over Bowery? Uh, Paul yes, three, uh, says, three half-time subs and playing Aloni straight in tells me that he's not got any confidence in his players and his decision progress, and I think it's time uh, to change. Kevin says, I got so bored I took the dogs out for a walk. Uh, Ian says, Lapsley looked good and his second yellow card uh, seemed harsh, but then again, you can't go tackling from behind uh, uh, like that, yeah. Very. Uh, I have to say, on Lapsley, I felt very um, uh, unlucky for him, very sorry for him. But by the letter of the law, both bookings are a yellow card. At least it's not a, a three-game ban. At least he'll just miss uh, Morecambe away um, on uh, Tuesday night. Um, Martin says the only uh, the only person to show any endeavour was Lapsley, and sadly he was sent off. Um, Stewart said the dotted line uh, would indicate one team down so far. Uh, the dotted line in the BBC table is on 
above 23 where we are. Um, Clive says, I'm looking for a new scarf or I'm knitting a new scarf. Uh, Ian says, Dempster should have never been given the job. Uh, let's be honest. Your goal is promotion and you hire someone in with no experience. Don't make sense to me. Uh, I can almost sort of see on the back of that as well that the, the Cochrane appointment, I know we'll probably touch upon this in future podcasts, not that there'll be one for a couple of weeks because we're playing Saturday, Tuesday for the next few weeks. But obviously in terms of out-and-out managerial experience, first-team managerial experience, Nath. He only had those few months at, at Bristol Rovers, albeit in a league above, and he's only had sort of um, a handful of months or so as a, an assistant manager as well. So if he is to go, if you know the financial package could be put in, I personally don't think um, we actually need to go and take somebody from another club at this point. I can name you three managers... Um, off the top of my, off the bat right now, who are all available and all out of work. Cowley Brothers, number one, obviously. Um, Keith Hill, even though he would bring Davian as, as his number two. And, of course, Nigel Clough. There are three managers out there, three very good managers at this division who are all out of work, so we wouldn't need to go and uh, compensate them. But the point is, we have to get the appointment right this time round because it's fair to say that the last two at the minute haven't been good enough. I mean, I had a fourth in there, but, but you know, you said David assistant, Cook. having back as first. first well, you know, yeah, first. yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah, but no, um, <laughs> yeah, there, there are some options out there. I mean, I, I, I personally don't think the Cowley Brothers is a realistic one. No. I, just, I don't see them dropping to our level, or if they was to, it'd be for a lot of money. And that, um, so I, I, you know, but anyway, that's a different uh, conversation that may or may not come up here. You know, in the in the coming weeks, really, because we're obviously yeah. going to see what happens. But um, yeah, they're, they're I, you know, I agree. I don't think it would have to be a matter of of going to take a manager from another club <clears throat> uh, if there are managers out there available that who who may be realistic options of coming here. Obviously, the the, the question mark is the difficulty is is one you've got to pay up the manager that we've got. Who I believe he's got another year and a half left on his contract, or is if I'm right in thinking that was it two and a two year deal or something like that. Um, I can't take another year and a half of this. I can't. <laughs> so obviously there's, there's that issue and you've also got the um the other issue is obviously the transfer window's now shut. Uh so whoever comes in I can only work with these players. So do you give uh, the current manager more time to uh you know get more out of the players that he's brought in the building? Um the, the, the issue is for me, I think, if he doesn't try and change anything, you know, if the system doesn't change or the style of play doesn't change, then um, there's no point. He's, he's just got to go because obviously it's not working. If he, especially if he, you know, if he carries on in the same vein as as we are at the moment. Um, so I, I, there's there's a lot I think for the uh, you know for the for the board to uh, to dissect and go over here, but it's not going to be a, a very easy decision because there's so many things you actually have to take into account. Yeah, there are plenty of things uh, to take into account, uh, of course, in, in this current situation. Uh, one of which is, uh, you know, his form as manager as a whole. As Wayne says, only four wins for Cochrane since he came in tells the whole story. Uh, not good enough. Uh, Danny says, boys, what will cost more, sacking Cochrane or five years again in the National League? Um, Richard says, this team is as bad as uh, pre-Paul Cox days. Uh, Roy says, uh, got to go no matter what the cost. What would the cost be if we were relegated? Uh, Glynn says, really hurts to say this, but yellow shirts and yellow bellies. Bowery is a total joke. Ian says, I'd rather get Chris Tate out of retirement than Bowery. Um, 
talking about a lack of um, a lack of service for Nicky Maynard as well. Um, it, it's obviously didn't happen. He was taken off at um, half time. Uh, Danny says, "Why Bowery? He's worse than Andy White. Tactics were shocking. Take off a proven goal scorer and Maynard and keep Bowery on." Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, Andy White, what's wrong with him? <laughs> uh, Doug says, no sense of urgency in our play. Um, uh, Martin says, Maynard is getting no service, no midfield. Um, Roy says, you can see why no one wanted Maynard on the flip side of that. Uh, Alex, my work co- uh, colleague, says, uh, Holdsworth uh, available, question mark. Alex, wash your mouth out with soap and water, son. Uh, We'll have words on Monday. Um, Ian says that Cowleys would be top of my list. They did an incredible job at Lincoln, but like uh, I think, like uh, Nathan said, Ian, uh, they will they will cost a lot of money. And I think there's better options for for more suited to our budget, considering what we'd probably have to pay to get rid of Cochrane in the first place. Um, lots of comments coming in um, on that as well. Uh, Andy says you lot are talking like he's going to go. He ain't going nowhere. So grin and bear it. The Radfords ain't paying him off. Uh, obviously, we you know. We, we've spoken a lot, Nath uh, and Cam, uh, about this. Um, Cam, I'll come to you. Um, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? We speak a lot about him going because, again, we've lost another game. We've played really, really badly. But like we've said, um, you know, finances play a massive, massive uh, part in the decision and, and things like that. How does he turn things around? Because for me, I, I think he's, he's now very much managing on thin ice. I think failing to get anything from four points from the next two games will certainly see even more questions being asked from, from those at the club. But how does he turn turn this game around and turn it on his head? I don't think he can, personally. I really don't. Um, it, it's more than just the results. It's just the way that we set up and the way that players are... Um, like the mentality of the players going into games and... It just shows that we're a team lacking in confidence and the only way we're going to turn that around is with a win and it just doesn't look like it's ever going to come. We, the the lineup always seems to be wrong. It, just the way that we set up always seems to be wrong and it's just it trying to change something, but it's always too late and I just don't see how how we can keep changing it. And, and just it's basically just like, oh, we'll try this week. Let's hope it works. There's no real thought process like yeah yeah like in his post pretty much saying oh going back to the basics and it's like no we're not we're going back to what we do week in week out and it's just playing absolute tosh and it's not good enough unfortunately and we bring players in to strengthen the squad and they play well but they, they just don't fit into the team they don't suit the style and they just don't and that's not because they're poor players it's just that the level of football that we're playing might as well be National League football at the moment. It's, it is very, very frustrating to watch. And I think, Nathan, that's that's the thing which you've got to highlight. You know, I was... I know I've, we've, we've spoken about a disappointment about letting CJ and Daddy go. We've got to ignore that for now. I was excited yesterday when um, uh, when we brought George Lapsley in because uh, Lapsley's a, a good ball player. Uh, he's probably one of the best ball players in, in League One. So to get him to drop down to League Two from Championship when he's been in in and around the Charlton squad at the start of the season is a very good uh, loan coup until the end of the season. Um, so I praise that bit of business. I was pleased to see him um, coming because, you know, he, he does offer us something different. But I was only looking forward to it if we got the ball into him and, and got the ball to his feet and let him be expressive. And to be fair, in the first maybe 
10 minutes or so or, or the first eight minutes before um you know steck absolutely dropped a clanger he was doing everything that we we've missed and we, we were sort of sitting there thinking actually you know we've, we've got a player on our hands here we might we might do something this afternoon so in terms of that that signing did lift us a little bit but again it it, it sort of fell didn't it the problem is you could put you could put Lionel Messi in the middle of the park and unless the other players are going to start showing for the ball you know if they're going to want it want to you know going to be confident enough to get on the ball he's got nobody to give it to you know he it's um, we've seen it many times in that second half where uh, a couple of balls were played from from Charlesley or um, trying to think so uh, O'Keefe they they played tried to play a few balls through to 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 uh, to Bowery but it just wasn't on the same same wave wavelength so unfortunately you know it does look like Lapsy could be a a good player that's, that's come in but he certainly can't do it on its own so no. uh, on on his own so. It's just frustrating because, you know, Cochrane has said in the, uh, you know, as you said in his uh, interviews about going back to basics. Now, the problem is when you're not offering going anything forward, the the one thing you should at least ensure you're going to do is tying up at the back. Well, we're doing absolutely neither of them, and that we're, you know, as much as I don't obviously I don't want us to be defensive, certainly not because that's not what you, nobody wants to see that from the club. But when you when confidence is so low and you're playing so poorly, surely that'll be the first thing you'd look at, uh, you know, addressing. At least keep the ball out of your own net, and then you build from then. But at the moment, we're we're doing we're offering nothing going forward, and we're wide open at the back. So there's, um, I think, some, I think individuals need to take a good look at themselves. I think some some effort has to be questioned in there. Uh, but like I said earlier, the, the system also needs a a good old. Um, uh, what's you know, that's the word? Reboot, reboot, uh, examination. It's something. It needs to be really looked at and and reconsidered. As a wise man once said, success is built on strong foundations, and those foundations start at the uh, at the back. Let's uh, talk about those goals then, Cam. And uh, uh, the defensive performance today, a defence which again shipped three goals. The first one, the defence can't take blame for whatsoever. Step forward, Marek Steck, who if you know, he was told to re- retrain by Rishi Sunak, would not have a career as a juggler. Uh, the second goal, thanks for the laughter, boys. I appreciate it. Uh, the second goal, um, again, I felt he perhaps should have come out a little bit quicker. Watching it back, you'll see that he changes his mind. He does come out to try and narrow the angle, then very quickly sort of backtracks and changes his mind, which allows um, the, the striker to have a little bit more of the goal to aim at. However, I wouldn't pin the entirety of the goal on him. That's 50-50 between him um, being indecisive and uh, the, the defence. The entire right side of the defence was absolutely nowhere to be seen as Bradford sort of got a cheeky back heel and rolled it into aches of space and, and made it very, very easy uh, uh, to, to finish. And the third goal, again, um, they were holding it up in the corner flag, not defensively holding it up, just waiting for players to come in. Made Mansfield try and close them down and try and put them in an area. But just again, a simple back heel, rolled the ball forward, kept the ball in play, ball across the face of goal, and it was... Uh, a, a, a finish from a, from a narrow, acute angle, which you have to give credit to, to Bradford for. That is a team who know how to exploit weakness and take their chances. I mean, we should be a team like that. The chances that we actually had in the game, 
but it's just every time that we had a chance, it fell to Jordan Bahari, and we know exactly what happens next. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to sum up without just turning into a fit of rage at this point because it's we like the foundations at the back. Yes, they're a little bit wobbly, but it's it's a team effort, and when we can't seem to communicate and it's just how do we set about changing our ways and trying to improve at the back at the front and in the midfield and whatever without actually just like trying to figure out what's going wrong because we see week in week out what's going wrong but nothing ever changes so it's like what do we do during the week in training to fix these problems for them to keep coming up and coming up and coming up and I, I just don't know. Nath, what do you think? It's not a very easy answer, is it? I mean, um, I, I I don't think... I mean, we have tried changing personnel a little bit. Um, it, like like I've like we've said, for me, it's the, it's the system. It's whether it's the formation or the, or, or the tactics or whatever, I think we need to try something different. And... Well, it showed, didn't it? Sorry to cut you off, Nave. It, sh- it showed, you know, you say there about tactics. When we went to four four two at the start yeah. of the second half, it showed that we had structure and a purpose. And it, it's, it's hard because I don't like, you know, I, I think every single club, every single football fan uh, always just goes back to four four two, And I don't, we all do it. And I don't know why. And I think, um, you know, probably the professionals uh, look at us and just think, say we haven't got a clue but sometimes well especially when you you see it as an example today we you know we did i I thought we played better when we had 10 men as well so um you know it it, where's you know where's james clark put him put him in yes let's go with people who play in their you know in their proper positions Mm. let's let's make it a bit easier for the players out there because we all know but you know when you're going up when Mm. you're growing up and going through whatever academies you're at or even playing Sunday League or wherever at school, you, you play four four two, don't you? It's the, it's your basics. It's what your your foundations are. So let's let's make it a bit easier for them, and then you start building from there. You start hopefully working together as a team. Start getting a bit of partnerships. You know, I, I quite fancy O'Keefe and and Clark on that right, getting a bit of a partnership up, and uh, McCoughlin and Benning on on the left. You know, try and get some overlaps going. Get a bit of keep the ball a bit. Just stop hitting it long hmm. and hoping to latch onto something, try and, you know, keep the ball a bit and make the opposition work. The worrying thing for me today was I didn't think Bradford were that special. They weren't. I didn't think we've played anybody of, you know, of, that have been blown, that have blown us away. You know, Stevenage were poor, Tramier were poor, you know, Newport was, was okay. And uh, weirdly, we probably won our better, our better games this season. Um, you know, and, and same with, with Leighton Orient, that's probably one of our better games. But, we still haven't played anybody of, of real quality, and that to me is, is even more concerning. So we've got to—I'll be very disappointed. One, if we don't change the system and, and formation on on Tuesday night, and two, if Cook does not start, there's something uh, there's something seriously wrong. And, not and just well, not Stone, not just Cook. Stone has to start. You cannot Stone defend Marek Steck after that that performance at all. Stone was unlucky to be dropped in the first yeah, place. Yeah, shouldn't never had, have been dropped. And and this is a worrying thing because it in the um, you know in the interviews on I follow Cochrane did come out and say basically said uh, Steck's the number one and uh, yeah. you know, Stone's backup and I 
And and you said you, you said on the podcast yeah. that following that interview that that's not good. You want a bit of competition in there. That that doesn't look great, especially when that number one is looking very suspect. And that after today, he's dropped a clanger literally. Um, so put the young lad back in because he he deserves a shot. Ah, sorry, I was just recreating uh, Steck's attempt to uh, catch the corner, Nate. Sorry. It's all right. I'm I have, I've actually lost the the. Uh, oh no, I found it. It's in it's in the back of it's behind me in the back of the net. So that's quite ironic, yeah, isn't Michael's it? Michael's ready to be honest. That's how <laughs> I'm starting to feel. Absolutely. Oh, it's uh, it's it's so 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 frustrating. I think you should get them ready, Nate, because uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, let's look ahead to uh, to the next uh, couple of games then. Obviously, we are going to be Saturday, Tuesday now, so there'll be no regular podcast for for a couple of weeks. However, there will be these post-match shows, which are turning into the most entertaining part of the day for me, to be honest. Um, So, uh, yeah, make sure you come and join us for them. Remember, of course, that Morecambe uh, on Tuesday is a 6.30 kickoff. uh, 6.30 kickoff for that one. Um, So, Morecambe up next then on Tuesday night. They were top of the league before today, but they were absolutely battered uh, today. I think they lost 4-0. So, uh, they'll be... You know, it'll be a difficult game for us because they'll be wanting to, to fight back and sort of keep that early form they've had. And then, of course, following that, it's an away trip to Cheltenham uh, on Saturday, a week today, and then Barrow at home a week on Tuesday. From those uh, three games, I think we have to be looking at a minimum of six points, if not seven, if we are to turn this form around, Cam. But surely the, the turnaround starts, it has to start with a, a changing system. If we have to go to Morecambe, play 4-4-2 and stick 11 behind the ball and try and nick it on the counter and it comes off Andy Cook's right nostril, it doesn't matter because it's a win and it will, it will reinvigorate us. We have to go back to basics and really and truly lay these ghosts to rest because I'm telling you now, Graham, these ghosts which you say that we've laid to rest, well, you ain't using Ghostbusters, are you? Because it's just not working. No, it's it just seems that the only ghost that's happening is ghosting through our back four five whatever (laughs) and it's halloween soon and it really is getting scary Uh, i can't Um, wait for the halloween puns over the next three four games it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's gonna be Um, great but yeah something's got to change whether it's a style change whether it's personnel change whether it's managerial change but yeah you've got to feel sorry for the players that that can't get in the squad you're Callum Gordon Tyree Sinclair <laughs> you, you think we've sent out someone like Jimmy Knowles on loan scored Fantastic for County player. didn't he today yeah, yeah he scored again he scored today and it's like when when the senior players aren't doing it why not let these young players have a go James Clark Aiden Stone Jimmy Knowles Tyree Sinclair quick, why, why not uh, quick snap poll Let's say, um, who would we rather have in the starting lineup, Jimmy Knowles or Jordan Bowery? Go, Jimmy Knowles. Knowles. <laughs> no doubt in that. I, yeah, put it in the comments as well. Let's let's see what we, what what people reckon. But that's what. That's do it what again. I'm... I enjoyed that. I'm gonna do another one. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else have we got? I mean, uh, let's let's go the uh, let's go formation. Oh, well, this is quite easy, isn't it? Four four two. Well, what we're doing now? Four four two. Yeah, it's got to be four four two. Right, goalkeeper Stone. Stone. Nathan Edge. Three, put me in. That's <laughs> a get him in. Oh dear, dear, dear. I think we definitely do have to to, to change it up. And um, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Name me your lineup then for uh, for for Tuesday night, Cam. What formation are you going with? Um, and and what 
what lineup are you going with? I'm not going to go down the route of who will be in charge, whether it will be Coughlin, a new manager, uh, Maguire, Neil Bishop, or whoever. I'm not going to go for any of that. Let's just you just just go for it. Formation, starting lineup. What are you going with? It's got to be four four two, and. Uh, James Clark, Ryan Sweeney, uh, Rollin, uh, O'Keefe, um, O'Keefe. You're going O'Keefe left back? Or... Left back, right back, whatever, I don't know. Just naming <laughs> players at this point. Uh, I knew I started with McLaugh- the wrong person. McLaugh- McLaughlin, Maris, Charlesley, uh, Tyree Sinclair, Andy Cook, uh, Jamie Reid. Nath. What are you going for? Formation and lineup. Going four one two one two. I've got to add that up now. But four what? Four one two one two. Right, go on. Yeah, it just about adds up. Maybe I think four four two, but maybe it's just more of a diamond. Four four two diamond. Go on then. Let's go with that for the simpler minds among us. It's been a long day. Uh, so I'm going to go. Um, obviously, Hayden Stone in goal. Hayden so. Stone. Who's Hayden Stone? It's like I follow what? saying Henry Charlesley. We did have a Hayden lately, didn't we? Who do we have yeah, a Hayden? Hayden White. That was it. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, so Aiden, Aiden Stone then, whatever. Same difference. Oh, jeez. Cam, you got any of that Sambuca? Jesus, send me, send me some. Look, I don't really care who goes in goal. I just think we need a change. <laughs> Stone for all I care at the moment. Uh, I think he'd probably do a better job. Jason White. I mean, he's probably available. Whatever. Um, Aiden Stone. Uh, left back Mal. Uh Went back in. Obviously played played bit, played half today anyway. But uh, but middle two of uh, Ryan Sweeney and uh, Roland Mayonnaise. Although I'd be tempted to uh, give her a just for a run out because he he didn't didn't look bad when he played. So I'd be tempted <clears> to, to uh, Mayonnaise for a just score. But right back James Clark. <laughs> Sorry, um, James Perch in front of the uh, sort of back four as a holding midfielder. Um, now this is where it gets a bit tough because the midfield. Don't forget you. Like, you are going to be without um, our, our newest recruit. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, O'Keefe, right? McLaughlin, 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 whatever it's like. <laughs> uh, I think I need some. I think I, thought, I, might, I think I need some sambuca. Um, and then uh, George Maris behind. Uh, sorry, no. Uh, Sinclair behind the front two of. Maynard and Cook. We got there in the end. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go for four two three one. Uh, I'm gonna put a traffic cone in goal uh, with a cardboard cut out of Aiden Stone's face. I don't know, not really. I'm gonna put Aiden Stone there, of course. Um, right back, I'm gonna go for um, for Kellen Gordon. I'm gonna go for a central defensive partnership of a- uh, Aaron O'Driscoll and Ryan Sweeney uh, with Samal at left back. Uh, defensive midfield two. I'm gonna go for. Uh, not got a lot of options here, um, obviously. I'm going to go for Harry Charlesley and along, sitting alongside, controversially, I'm going to put O'Keefe in there. Um, there's, and there's a reason for it. I know he can play in there, but there's a reason for it. It's to keep us adaptable. Uh, right hand side, On the right-hand side of the front three, I'm going to go for Jamie Reid. In the middle, I'm going to go for Tyree Sinclair. On the left-hand side, I'm going to go for Stephen McLaughlin. And up front, I'm going to go for uh, for, for Andy Cook, which then means it can drop into a 4-4-2 uh, when we inevitably end up uh, hoofing it long um, uh, long down the um, 
uh, long down the uh, uh, down the channels. Um, there's a lot to think about, a lot to discuss, and I'm, I look forward to discussing it um, on uh, Tuesday night after the game. Um, I usually put the 30-minute um, timer on uh, on this video, as I uh, as we always do on these podcasts, these cool-down post-match reaction shows. Uh, that went off about 10 minutes ago, um, which tells you all about uh, today's game. Um, I'm also um, um, going to go to to uh, a comment here from Roy uh, because there was a player I left out of my starting lineup, Nate, who you mentioned and I, I pulled a bit of a face at. Uh, go on. James Perch. Uh, Roy says, I thought Perch was a good signing but he looks so lost and he's got Premier League <laughs> experience. I have to agree. I, I feel, like Cochrane said a few weeks ago, we won't get a full season out of James Perch. Um we're asking him to do a role in that midfield five again. That's causing the problem, uh, which he's not entirely comfortable with. I wouldn't mind seeing seeing him in a sort of actual defensive midfield role, but I just feel that we need a little bit of legs in there because that's where the engine room is. And I feel like if we've got Sinclair um, or even Maris um, that's sort of pushing on, I'd like to see, I'd like to see that sort of triangle in the middle, that sort of web of legs. And I don't th- quite think Perch offers it. Us. I say O'Keefe in there because he can play central midfield. He can then drift towards the left hand side. He can fill in at, full, at left fullback. He can go to the right hand side and do the, the same job um, there. So, uh, lots of things uh, to think about. But one thing's for sure if we line up as a 3 5 2 or 3 4 1 2, definitely a 3 5 2 uh, on Tuesday. I'm going to ask for a refund because it's not going to end well. Uh, you two have got a very important job now, uh, as have you guys in the comments. Um, oh, by the way, uh, Darren uh, says uh, his mum said Aiden, not Hayden. Obviously, it's a- uh, that's uh, that's Aiden's dad. Uh, getting yeah, in touch with yeah, so yeah, Nath. Get to know your players, Nath. Jesus, what? man. It was a slip of the tongue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you've been on that sound. Like, like, oh. like, well, like it, Cam. Love it. Banter. Uh, right, you two and you guys at home in the comments have got uh, a couple of minutes uh, to start thinking about your man of the match. Uh, who will it be? It's a very, very tough uh, pick. But first, let's do the thing which nobody wants to do. Let's have a look around the grounds and have a look at that bloody league table. Elsewhere in Skybet League 2 today, let's take a look at those uh, full-time scores. It finished in a game which has put Mansfield in the relegation zone. Bolton 1, Oldham 2, a 95th minute goal there. Carlisle 3, Colchester 2. Crawley beat league leaders Morecambe 4-0. Of course, we go to Morecambe on Tuesday night. Forest Green Rovers 1, Stevenage 0, the same score between Harrogate and Barrow. Newport County beat Tranmere by a goal to nil at Newport, whilst Paul Scholes' tenure as uh, temporary Salford boss got off to a losing start. I wonder if Gary Neville and co. and himself will sack himself. A 1-0 defeat away at Port Vale. Biggest scoreline of the day, Scunthorpe nil, Cambridge 5 sees them go back to the top of League 2. Southend nil, Cheltenham 2. Warsaw nil, Exeter nil, and currently after 20 minutes, it's Leighton Orient 1, Grimsby nil. In terms of the league table... Cambridge United are top of the tree on goal difference. Level on points with Newport. Cheltenham in third on 12 points. Jumping all the way down to the other end of the table. The 95th minute winner for Oldham. Jumps them up to 19th on four points. Barrow in 22nd on three points with minus three goal difference. 
The Stags in 23rd in the relegation zone for the first time, since, as memory serves me, since being promoted back to the Football League all those years ago. On a minus four goal difference and then just a point below us, Southend prop up the rest, having picked up just two points so far in the Skybet League 2 campaign. The Stags, of course, go to Morecambe on Tuesday night. 6.30 kickoff. Morecambe sit in sixth, having won four and lost two of their six games thus far this season. Then a home game, uh, an away game, sorry, at uh, Cheltenham uh, will follow that. Cheltenham in good form as well. They sit in third, 1-4, lost two so far this season, the same as Morecambe. And then, uh, of course, it will all be that Barrow game. Barrow just above us, outside the relegation zone. But after today's 3-1 defeat, it's the Stags who are in the relegation zone on three points, having won none, drawn three and lost three of their six games in Skybet League 2 so far this season. Time for the man of the match vote then, boys. Um, first and foremost... Uh, can you think of more than one? A simple yes or no will suffice. Cam, can you think of more than one? No. Nathan, really. can you think of more than one? There, there, uh, to be fair, there is two in contention for me. I think there's also two in contention uh, for me. Let's start with uh, Cam and let's hear his vote um, with his one. Who are you going to go for? It's, it's ridiculous, but even though we got sent off, I thought George Lapsley was... Uh, Actually doing pretty well in, in in the midfield. It's disappointing that he did get sent off, but when when things aren't going your way, they're just not going the way, are you? Are they? Absolutely so. not. So your vote is for George Lapsley, is it, Nathan? It you've probably got to... would have been it, had Andy Cook played ninety minutes. It probably would have been Andy Cook, but yeah, I, I get know, I get you. I, I I get the point, Nathan. Um, is Lapsley on your list? What well, Hayden Lapsley? Um, <laughs> he is. Uh, no, yes. <laughs> George Lapsley, um, he he he's in contention. Uh, obviously, even though he got sent off, I think that was probably more out of frustration of the whole game. Um, you know, and a bit of I don't know, probably trying to over impress on his first on his debut. But he did look um, one of the better players out of a bad bunch. But I'm actually going to give my man a match nomination to Andy Cook, even though he only played, uh, you know, didn't play the full game. I still think. Uh, if anybody, certainly in that striker position, was going to make something happen, it was, was Andy Cook. So, And that also uh, makes me reiterate, if he doesn't start Tuesday, there is something seriously wrong. Six years ago, I brought you a milkshake without a straw. And on that day, you hated me. And on this day, six years later, I hate you because I was torn between the two and I was hope secretly hoping, deep down, that you'd go for Lapsley and make my job easy. As it is, you haven't. Um, because um, my two votes are also for Lapsley and Cook. Um, so Cam might have to settle this one between uh, between the two. Um, even though you did mention that Cook was also on his list had he played uh, the... Uh, the, the full 90 minutes and the, the the thing is like you said Lapsley I felt was excellent um, he really started brightly gave us some momentum gave us some fire which we'd missed 
you know, nipped into to positions, won as the ball back, got us moving in, in, in the final third, or the final third, as Graham Cochran would say. Um, and he looked like a real, real spark. The first booking, his first booking, I'd like to see it again. You've seen him given, you've seen him not given. The second one was a definite booking, um, and, and, you know, rightly a second yellow card, and, and therefore the red, he'll miss mid, the midweek game. Now, for me, if you get sent off on your debut or you get sent off, you surely can't be in contention for man of the match. But then you you then have to say, can a substitute who's only played 45 minutes be in contention for man of the match? But again, he was fantastic. It was it was brilliant. Came on, brought the ball down, brought people into play, got us into some good areas, really pushed us forward, really drived us forward. Should have had a goal at 2-0. Um, deserved his goal from, from the corner. Very uh, thunderous header there. Showed what he can do in the air, but also showed what he can do with the ball to feet. And like Nathan said... Um, if he doesn't start on Tuesday, there's absolutely something wrong. Probably should have started today um, as well. I can't split the two, although if I had to, if I had a gun to my head, I would point it more towards Cook based purely on the fact, Cam, that Lapsley got a red card. You choose. Yeah, it'll have to be Andy Cook then, I think. Good luck. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think the fans deserve it to be fair, for having to put up with this absolute drivel every week, but hey-ho. I mean, I don't think we're all reacting very well, but, you know, it's... Uh... <laughs> no, we're not. I'm, you know what? It's probably a blessing at the moment that we're actually not in the ground because um, we all know how toxic it was last year. And unfortunately, uh, well, I actually think at the moment we're performing worse than we were last year, and that's saying 100% something. 100% we are, yeah. I think I'm quite actually a little bit relieved we are not in the grounds at the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's certainly an interesting one. It would have been interesting to see. We are going to give Andy Cook the man of the match purely because uh, you guys at home as well. The first comment, always when, whenever it's a tie between us three, I always go for the first comment and Darren has settled it by saying Cook, uh, M-O-T-M. So uh, Andy Cook, well done. The most consistent man of the match uh, um, person who it's awarded to. Nathan, you've got the stats on that. And uh, Andy's always on the bench, so uh, can someone explain this to me? <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe, you know, like years and years ago when, uh, when we were, you know, riding on the crest of a wave when we were going to get galvanised T-shirts made. Do we need to get, like, Andy Cook T-shirts made? Like, you know, <laughs> seems like our thing this year is going to be is just bigging up Andy Cook. But rather than be a T-shirt, maybe it should be like, um, I don't know, a cushion for, for the bench to, to protect those splinters. Oh, I like a, it. A protest, I, I, you know, it doesn't belong here. Um, you know, get him off. Get well, well, get him on. Get him on the pitch. I should say. Get him off the bench and on the pitch. That's where you were going with it. Um, I'm going to finish on um on these last couple of on these last couple of comments and questions. Stephen says uh, the reaction is expected because we were awful. Uh, true. Uh, and Darren says, do you really expect anything from our next two away games? Obviously, like we said, uh, Morecambe were were thrashed today. Um, so they'll be looking to, to bounce back. But they've started, um, well, they sit in six uh, at the minute, having won four and drawn um, and drawn two. And then Cheltenham on Saturday week today, again, won four, uh, lost two. Uh, they sit uh, in third on goal difference. Uh, same amount of points as Morecambe as 12th. Tw- so yes or no answer, Cam. Can the Stags get six points from the next two games? Will this turn around? Uh, I don't think we'll get six points. I think we might scrape two if we're lucky. And that's being optimistic as well. Um, I don't know. Ask ask me at uh, eight o'clock. 
Tuesday night. Oh, I will when we do the cool down post match reaction show. Uh, Nathan, um, can can it can it be done? Can we turn it around in the next two games? Well, the issue is, I mean, the it's still early days, and you can't take too much from the league table. So you could take that as a bit of positiveness for, for because you know we, because where we are, obviously there's a lot of games to be played. Uh, but on the flip side, I mean, the, the teams that are, you know, Morecambe, do I, you know, obviously got off to a good start. Did I believe they were going to win the league and carry on the form? No. So they're not unbeatable. Same with Cambridge, they're top of the league. Do I think they're going to win the league? No. So um, it's just early days. So I don't think they're unbeatable. But based on how we're playing, I'm going to say no. I don't, I don't, at the moment, I don't fancy us. But it's, uh, I've said it, I've said it before. It's all about how we react. And unfortunately, we haven't shown any uh, any reaction at all at the moment, so let's hope there's a big shake-up and something does does happen. But yeah. I'll take a at the moment right now. I'll take a nil-nil on Tuesday. Absolutely. By the way, we are still waiting for Graham Coughlin's post-match interview. Will he stand in front of the camera? Will he send Joe Dunn, or will he send Jamie Maguire as he did in his midweek press conference? That was very strange uh, in itself. Although great to hear from Jammer. Uh, once uh, once again uh, so uh, that brings us nicely to our conclusion um, I know we've been woeful so far this season but can you bring yourself to sit through it to pay £10 and sit through it again on Tuesday night Cam we're stupid but yes Nathan <laughs> can you there's not a question we, uh, we did it through the conference and we'll do it through this patch as well. Absolutely. Let's end on a bit of positive. It has to change at some point. So why not start on Tuesday at Morecambe? Join us, uh, of course, uh, after the full-time whistle, 15 minutes after the full-time whistle, where me, Nathan and Cam uh, will be on the cool-down post-match reaction show. We'll hear from them then. Uh, from me, from Cam, from Nathan, uh, thank you very much for watching uh, for listening to us ramble on and, uh, of course, getting involved in the comments. That, though, is it. The Stags fall to a 3-1 defeat at home to Bradford City. And on Tuesday night, make the journey to sixth place Morecambe. They were beaten 4-0 today, though, as well. So don't read anything into it yet. Mansfield needs something to change. It should be the system. Let's hope that can happen on Tuesday. Remember, it's a 6.30pm kickoff. Make sure you get your iFollow passes now and support the Stags from home. There are no words, are there, other to finish to finish this podcast off, are there really? Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Don't be too downhearted. Because no sooner do we blink than another game rolls around and another chance comes to put three points on the board. The stags are in the relegation zone. Let's hope we get out of it on Tuesday night. Join us as we follow the journey. Why? Not because we're stupid or we haven't got anything better to do, but purely because. Mansfield always matters. Good night. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.